Hello, and welcome back to episode two of Tragicomic, a coming-of-age podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ticio, and I'm so excited to introduce my great friend, Sydney Trailer, as my second guest. Sydney is a junior radio television film major at the University of Texas at Austin, as well as an editor and internal coordinator for Sneak Peek, the student-run entertainment news show which we are both a part of. Sydney has become some, a somewhat longtime collaborator of mine. She was my AC on a dorm room dime shoot, an AC on my current short film I'm working on, and we even helped each other on our very first narrative short films in the shit show of a class that is RTF 318. If all of this isn't telling enough about her character, I'll put it blatantly. Sid is kind, caring, and generous with her words and time, even though she goes to bed at 9.30 p.m. every day. <laughs> Besides that, Sydney is one of the funniest people I know, a killer on the dance floor, and a huge fan of drag, death drops, and middle-aged bald men. <laughs> I'm so happy we got close last year, happier that we're still close, and even happier that she's here with me tonight to talk about her favorite movie of all time. Sydney, how are you feeling? I am the most excited. Mm -hmm. I am, I'm so ready. I'm yeah? ready for this moment, actually. Born for this. Born for this? Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell everybody what your favorite coming of age movie was and why it's your favorite? Okay, yes. My favorite coming of age film is Grease. Um, it is my favorite because it was the first film that my mom ever showed me. And it's like the first film that I think I ever like really resonated with for not like I was like four. Like I was not old enough to be like knowing what's going on. Yeah. But like I like the little dance moves. And mm -hmm. so that's what, always like, fun. Exactly. And like I started like jazz because I saw them dancing like jazz and I was like, oh, fine. And so like as I grew up watching it more and more, I like love romance movies in general just seeing their little love story flourish it's just so cute like they do look 30 but it's just like literally if not older. <laughs> <laughs> but pretending like they're in high school it's so cute and i love like vintage stuff so like the like 58 is what i think it's set in something yeah i yeah, think 58. so something like that yeah and i just love that like style and that vibe mm -hmm. so i love it it's my favorite okay well for those of you who don't know Grease is a 1978 American musical romantic comedy film based on the 1971 musical of the same name. The film depicts the lives of greaser Danny Zuko and Australian transfer student Sandy Olsen, who develop an attraction for each other during a summer romance. The film stars John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John as Danny and Sandy, respectively. This brings me to my first qualm about the film, the inclusion of John Travolta as a whole. It's not that he's a bad actor or a terrible singer, and he's actually... A pretty damn good dancer but he is just not cute like at all and i hate to seem shallow but his odd facial structure obviously non-high school physique and evil looking smile left me with a bad taste in my mouth throughout the film this movie at the end of the day is a coming-of-age film and a musical and i really think it could have benefited from a much more charming handsome and actually high school aged man leading at the helm with the film made in the mid to late 70s, it seems like there were far better options ready available to the casting agents, such as teenage heartthrob Sean Cassidy, Leif Garrett, and Danny Osmond. And it really makes me wonder why they chose the eerie smile of John Travolta to grace the cover of this infamous film. Besides that, though, Grease truly is a lot of fun and a great watch. Between iconic songs like Hopelessly Devoted to You, You're the One That I Want, and We Go Together, flashy and nostalgic dance numbers, and wittily written and memorable characters such as Betty Rizzo, Vince Fontaine, and Sonny, there's something in Greece for everyone to love. However, I must warn you, this film was set in the 1950s and films in the 1970s, and from the ill humor alone, you can tell. There's blatant bullying, tons of misogyny and sexism, dashes of homophobia and predatory behavior, and literal scenes of men looking up women's dresses and other non-acceptable behavior. But hey, it's the 50s. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> so to respond to your Danny Zuko, John Travolta issue. Yes. Um, you have to think about the legalities of it all. So it, it, it was filmed in the 70s, but it was still illegal for anyone like, you know, 18 and up. Mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-John was older, right? She was older. And it's not worth it to replace Olivia Newton-John to not have a young, to like to have a younger person. It's not she, worth it. But 18 is still legal. And How old were the other people that you said? They were old enough. I looked it up. And these kids were not only cute heartthrobs, super popular at the time, but they were famous for singing and acting. They were dual threats. They could have easily taken John Travolta's role and I think made the film much better. Okay, but you have to think about it at the time. Like, did you look up how John Travolta was perceived in the 70s? Yeah, I did. Did the people like him? People loved him. Exactly. But I don't. Well, and this isn't <laughs> for you. Um, for me. It should be for everybody. So true, actually. That's what all movies should be. So, you know? so true. I stand with that. But mm-hmm. I also am, do not stand with the John Travolta hate train. No. Well, I don't think he's the cutest, but his dancing was really, really good and it won me over. It's good. His dan- He's a good dancer. Yeah. But he's like not even like the best singer. Okay, yeah, there were some issues with the singing, I'll have to say. Like, that was not good. Yeah. But the dancing makes up for it. He's a really good dancer. I, I agree. I do think he's a great dancer. But the man charm of a good dancer really works for me. And this one, it just didn't. John Travolta just doesn't have that edge to him. But what and I think the, that, that really made the movie lack. But what about the dark hair, blue eye combo? What about it? He still looks bad. That's the perfect no. combo. What is his name? Heineke? Kinnicky? 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 He would have been much better. Okay. I as, said, I, but I, I did. Zuka. Did I not say that? You did, did say that. And I, I'm I agreeing that, with you. I, I said that. And I, but I think there, there's just something about that era you need for like a true greaser. You need that dark hair. I guess. And I, I thought it was a little cheesy, but I did really, really like the fact that they were greasers and like that they drove the Thunderbirds and they always had to come in their back pocket yes. and they would do the whole motion. I thought that was a lot of fun, even though it was a little like extra. Yeah. Extra's no. good. I agree. Sometimes. I agree. Yeah. No, it's very, I, it was over the top, but like in the best way possible. Like I wasn't like, again, like, oh, you're yeah. like, it was like cute. It, what is your favorite song in the movie? I, you told me this, I think. Oh can you yeah. Not narrow it down? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, grease light, grease lightning. Is it your favorite song or your favorite number? Or both? I think it's my favorite number. I just like the... Just I'm going crazy on the car. Yeah. My favorite song. I kind of like Beauty School Dropout. Like, really? I don't know. It's a good song and like the meaning behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so meaningful. It's just so deep. I. Okay, well maybe I'm thinking of the best number too. But I really, really liked We Go Together. Okay, that's a good... I'm just trying to be different, I think. It's what the issue Maybe. is. Maybe. I don't want to be like everybody else. Yeah, you're trying to be quirky. I'm like, I'm different. I'm not like other girls. I don't <laughs> like Grease Light. Like. But I... When going into it... Because I had never seen Grease before. Yeah. This is the first time I had seen it. And I had heard a lot of the songs, obviously, because pop culture. Mm-hmm. But I was fully expecting Hopelessly Devoted to be my favorite. But I think covers are better. Some I think... I've heard many covers that are better than in the movie. I don't agree with that actually i'm sorry no the original's gonna like you don't have that same like vibe it's like the vibe of greece it's not really like the music i think in my opinion it's the vibe okay well what about because we talked about this a little bit what about what is that fool's name blaine and glee because that had a vibe that is definitely better okay yeah i don't but i just feel like blaine like what's his real name 
Do you know? Uh, oh, he's Filipino. I should know. I feel like he would be a good Danny Zuko if they were to remake the movie. I don't know if he has, if he's like blatantly masculine enough. I think Zuko needs to be like a machismo. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like John Travolta now doesn't seem like he would be able to do like to pull it off again. So it's like. Well, yeah, he looks like a fucking creep now. Bald. He's ugly now. Oh my god, nightmares he's so for real. Bald. And like the only middle-aged bald man that I am not here <laughs> for. <laughs> Have you seen Twilight? Yeah. He looks like now. He looks like he'd be in the Volturi. One hundred percent. Do you remember what that is? Yeah, like the vampire evil. Yeah, people. like the evil million-year-old. I don't old think council. so because they're still kind of hot. No, are you kidding me? The Volturi? Yes, they are not hot. It's it's what's his name? It's Sheen, Michael Sheen. He's not hot. He's Arrow. He's the main Voltorio. Oh, yeah. No, he's ugly. And, like, the brother that's, like, super tall and looks like he's from, like, the 1400s, not cute either. Do you think Carlisle's cute? Kinda. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> a little. Yeah. But he's not bald. Well, all the Cullens are cute. No. Well, mm-mm. Yes? Mm-hmm. Who's not? The one that's the the short brown-haired one with a little... He, he's, like, big. Oh, real macho guy. Yeah. Uh, I still think he's cute. Jasper is the cutest. Uh, Jasper yeah, and I Alice. agree. I agree. Uh, mm, or Edward. No. No? Mm-mm. Okay, well, just looks. Not talking about powers. No, yeah. You think Jasper... Well, no, not Jasper's. Well, Jasper's powers Jasper's are Jasper's cool. powers are just being scary for the first three movies. But then he trains all the... He knows, like... At the end. Yeah. He really pulls it together and If we're talking, like, personality-wise, Edward. If we're talking looks-wise, Jasper. Yeah, Jasper's the second. He's the best hair. That's what no, it it's is. The, it's, the it's the hair. It's the hair. 100% hair. it's the hair. Ja- yeah. But he also is like a confederate. Oh, did you forget that? I did forget about that. Because every time I say I'm a Jasper fan, I get called out for it. Yeah, I guess that is a right. He's a 10, but he's a confederate Yeah, but he's, but he's in a con- <laughs> fucking confederate army. <sighs> okay. Well, I want to jump into this. Okay. So, Sandy, Olivia Newton-John, Rest in peace. Sandy is the new girl at school. Yeah. And I know that you ended up changing schools multiple times because your dad was in the military, mm-hmm. right? Which of our branch was he in? Air Force. He was in the Air Force. How do you think that moving around so much affected your childhood? And do you think it was... Did you get any of that same treatment that Sandy got? Um. So I grew up in Kansas. And I, he, my dad didn't join the military until I was 10. So I mm, was in okay. fifth grade, fourth grade when I moved at first and I remember my first day I was on the playground and I was just standing there <laughs> like a sim like I had no <laughs> friends I didn't know it like mm-hmm. it was my first time moving I didn't know how to like interact with people and I didn't like no one was super like oh hey like yeah and I feel like I didn't have my Frenchie so like mm. Frenchie like walked up to Sandy was like hey girl like yeah. come sit with us I didn't have that so that was tough and that was like my first like year in Mississippi. I didn't really have any friends. Mm-hmm. I don't really know when it changed, but it's kind of like I always tell people this: you either sink or swim as a military child. So you kind of either learn to adapt or you don't. And yeah. you, I really could tell that when I moved to Texas and I went to an all military kids school. Yeah. Um, the personality. I feel like I think Brittany Broski talks about this a lot, but like you either like become super outgoing and you like. To survive, you have to like you have or the to, opposite. or the opposite, yeah. and you really could see that when it's all military kids like laid out. And so when mm-hmm. I moved to Texas, I kind of like had it like, oh, I I lived in Mississippi for five years, so like 
I kind of from ten to fifteen. Is that freshman year? Yeah. I moved sophomore yeah, yeah. year to so, Texas. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so you like, I kind of forgot again how to, like, interact. With interact. People. Yes. Yeah. Like you, you are around the same people all the time. You like, you find your group, you get comfortable, and then like in high school specifically, like, even though I did go to a military school, a lot of the kids did grow up there because their parents were already retired. Like my dad joined really, really late, mm-hmm. so a lot of kids had that same mindset of like, oh, like, we already have our group, we already have our friends, and so. There was no pink ladies for me to join, unfortunately. No cool jackets. No. And so (laughs) I feel like I kind of just found whoever. And I feel like I kind of like kind of went into like the wrong crowds a lot just because like you kind of hook on to whoever you can just like to have friends. I mean, to a certain extent, you're desperate. Absolutely. Like you're brand new. You need some social interaction. Absolutely. Unless you go crazy. And that's why I think college has been such a like big change because everybody's new. You don't have like you have the free choice to pick whoever you want to hang out with and you don't have like, I don't know, you like can find people that you really like enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't regret being a military child because I feel like I like gained so much from it. Like mm-hmm. I became a lot more outgoing. I learned how to like be okay with being alone, which freshman year COVID, like that was really like, I don't know if I would have been able to survive that without mm-hmm. like the experience of being okay with being alone. But I just think I learned a lot about people. I think, I learned how to like deal with things that I wouldn't have been able to. And I got a lot of opportunities from just like moving so much that I wouldn't have. If I was in Kansas, I wouldn't have ended up here. So like definitely a weird experience, but would not like change it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And you brought this up and it's like, you talked about COVID a little bit. And I remember you also saying like how you were, you're forced to interact with people or you didn't, at some point you had to learn how to interact with people. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a lot, a big thing with COVID is that everybody forgot how to interact with, pe- interact with people. And then like in the movie, they had this whole fanfare of a graduation where the whole football field has a, a like a fucking Ferris wheel mm-hmm. and roller coasters and all this shit. And I had an in-person graduation. Did you? I had an in-person because my school in Texas was so small that yeah. we, I, it was a hundred kids. So we had um, ours on the football field. So I don't, mm. We typically, space out. yeah, we typically yeah. would have it in like a college, like like auditorium, mm-hmm. but we had ours out like on the football field, and we had like a big stage. We wore like masks that they like gave us, mm-hmm. super weird. And I also like didn't really have any friends when I graduated, so it was I didn't want to go. Like I was so anxious when I was graduating that mm-hmm. like it wasn't something that I was like excited to go back to. It was more of yeah. like scared and like would rather just be at home. Mm-hmm. Our graduation was in person at the at like Globe Life Park, like the brand new baseball stadium in Dallas, which was cool, I guess. But like me and my family were very, very reserved about COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I wore my mask the whole time, even like in my picture of me taking my diploma. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it from her hand. Like I stood for the picture and then I got it afterwards because I didn't want to do any of that. But I mean, thing, it's crazy because we're still like in it yeah. and like compared to like my friends at A&M, their classes aren't allowed to be online anymore. Oh, really? Like, you can't register for online courses. And then if your professor is sick, you e- they either go to the class sick or they cancel it. Yeah. And it's like, for us, like, I still have classes where the professor's not feeling great, so they make it on Zoom, which sucks. But I... So COVID started for both of us. It must have happened right before you turned 18. It, no, it was... It was... Wait, on your yeah. birthday? It was like the the day before my birthday. Or something. Yeah, so I remember me and my mom made like a cake or something and like the yeah, kitchen. yeah. 
because it was right in that time. It was in March, yeah. It so, was, yeah. How do you think dealing with COVID in your first years of adulthood changed your not only your perception of adulthood, but how you grew up? Because that's still like, I mean, when you would turn 17 to 18 and then 18, 19, those are still very formative years. How do you think COVID has impacted that? Um, I always say this and it's really weird to say, but I'm grateful for the time that I spent in quarantine. I don't, Interesting. I think it was a really tragic, like obviously yeah. a lot of like, it was a bad time for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I think me, like a lot of stuff happened right before I graduated. That was like super hard for me to deal with. And I like lost all my friends. I didn't have anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like probably the furthest I've ever been away. Like, like emotionally from anybody from my mom like I didn't talk that much to my mom like mm -hmm. I was super I felt like I was really alone even though I had access to everybody still I wasn't in quarantine but like emotionally mentally I was yeah. and so when I went into quarantine I was grateful because I didn't have to go back to school I didn't have to face those hardships that I was like dealing with I got to like hang out with my mom all the time which mm -hmm. at first I was not excited about mm -hmm. I love my mom but I was not excited about it just because we weren't as close but I think it really gave me the opportunity to like reflect and really me and my mom got super close like during that time because like my dad was in California like he stayed he moved so I could graduate in San Antonio hmm. um, like a year before I graduated so it was just me and my mom for like the entire year and, and all of quarantine yeah of every day together so I think I matured a lot just like I think I don't know how I would have I don't think me and my mom would have the same relationship and so I think it really put things into perspective for me and made me like value family a lot more mm -hmm. but at the same time I'm like I wonder what would happen if I had like a normal like graduation if I had that normal like summer before college if I had that normal first year so I do think I missed out on things but at the same time like a relationship with my mom's a lot more important to yeah, me than like than parties exactly exactly I I I really wonder about it too of whether it was such a bad thing for me like emotionally because obviously it's a bad thing we don't have to preface that whatever but like there were parts of freshman year that because it was covid i think were better honestly honestly and it was like in the way where i think when you get to college sure everyone's desperate for friends but there's just so many people that it's hard to pick which ones but then like when we were in college the dorms were half empty and you couldn't really leave Many you could, not many places were open, and so I ended up just being friends with all the people that are in my dorm. And I think that if that was if COVID wasn't the case right then, I don't know if that would have happened because it was like these people were living on the same hall as me or one floor up, and then we'd go eat at the same place, and we'd go or go get food at the same place, and then go eat at the same place because there weren't many other places to go. So I think that I think which sounds twisted, like having COVID be a part of my freshman year made making friends for me easier i didn't have the same experience <laughs> but i love that for you <laughs> and and like even uh like all the buildings were open because like now if you go try to find a study spot anywhere it's fucking full yeah you yeah. can't study at the union you can't study at the sac it's all full and i used to be able to like go to any classroom and me and two of my friends could just sit there and study and do whatever we wanted what was, your felt really cool. what was your first experience on like Speedway when you saw like like this year like when, when it was full? Because that was mine. It was jarring. Dude, it was crazy. Yeah. Because like our freshman year, I did a pop-up on Speedway. 
Really? Because no one was out there. No one gave a fuck. If I tried to do that now, they would tear my shit down. You would get ran over. Exactly. And like we went out there and it was just like so chill. And then like my freshman year, me and my friends would always sit on those tables on Speedway. Like every day we'd go there and study in the morning, then get lunch, eat it there, then get dinner and eat it there. Because it was nice to like be outside. Now like it's either always full because people are just like sitting there and passing mm-hmm. or like it's not part of like the culture anymore to like sit there. Yeah. Like if you go there at 6 p.m., there's nobody. Yeah. Which is so weird because that was such like a fundamental place for me freshman year. Yeah. I do think that like I it was I don't know if I, how I would have like made friends otherwise because I like am, I have a hard time going up to people in groups. Mm-hmm. So like me and like my sweet mates like became close. Yeah. And I did have some cool experiences that like I don't think I would have. But I also didn't like make an effort on, like to keep those friends. And I feel like that's like a me problem. But I do think it was like nice. But I did keep leaving because I only had like two friends and you can't like live your life with two friends. Yeah. But then I got like, I don't know. We would go out at like night and like go like out by the library and like there'd be people there at like midnight because there's nothing else to do. Literally. Just go walk around outside. And I mean... Our first years of college, I don't think were very hard, no matter what, because it's lower division. But I think it made it a lot easier too, like like school wise. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like freshman year was a fucking breeze. I was like, I think my freshman year of high school or freshman year of college was equal in rigor to my freshman year of high school. I was actually just thinking about today um, in the car. I was like, I wonder when college is gonna get hard because I'm a junior and I feel like your I shit d- still isn't hard. No, I don't do any. Like I literally sit around like. I school has always come easy to me. Like mm-hmm. I, I graduated like fourth. Like I never have had to put in effort, but and you still haven't. Oh my god! Dude. I wrote that ten page essay. I got an eighty on it, but um, I did in fact write that in like an hour. Like I just am so good at BSing. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering when it's gonna bite me because I don't think I would have. I took geol geology. Is that the mm-hmm. rocks? The rocks. Mm-hmm. The rocks. I took rocks for jocks in <laughs> freshman year, and I only passed that because the TA. I don't know if this is illegal to say, but my lab kit didn't come in, and you t- the, yeah, you TA, the TA gave me all the answers to like the lab quizzes because mm-hmm. I didn't have it. I couldn't do it, and it was online, so I got all the answers and passed. Dude, this year has been kicking my ass. Really? Yeah, and I think maybe it's just because it's like. I mean, my reduction class is really kicking my ass because it was yeah. a lot of work. But, like, I I've probably did s- at least six times amount of work in hours per week than I did freshman year. But we're just film majors. Just kidding. <laughs> but this is still kidding. tough. And like was, Business of Hollywood, which is like my favorite class, or yeah. not my favorite non-production class. That class is hard, dude. But it's like it's super super interesting. So I'm I'm honestly happy that I'm taking a hard class. Yeah. Because first year, second year, my hardest class was like, fuck, Crisis of Our Planet, which is my science credit. Like, it's so easy. I would never take that, actually. Yeah, it sucked. I thought it, I thought it was going to be really cool. I thought it was going to be about climate change, like all this stuff. It was just about hurricanes mm. and tornadoes and volcanoes. That is a crisis. They, they were crises. <laughs> but uh, I remember, like, getting to college... And whenever I, I didn't think I was going to get into UT because I was in top 6%. Um, so whenever I did get in, I was like, fuck, this is going to be hard. And then I remember I got here and I was like, where's the hard part? Like I was so, con- not only like, I wasn't like excited about it. I was confused because all your fucking life you're like, 
This won't fly in college. This no, won't no, fly in college. Does, Everything yes, flew. That's exactly what I was thinking in the car yes. today. I was like, they always say, oh, college is so hard. When? Tell me when. Because Literally. I'm waiting. And like, we go to a good university. Like, one of the top public colleges in the nation. Where do they get those stats from? Like, actually. I Who are they, like, studying to say that it's, like, the best? Well, I think a, a part of it is, like, like acceptance graduation rate. rate. Acceptance rate. Because, like, obviously, if you only accept 30% of kids, then it's harder to get into and therefore a better school than if you take 60% of kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's not that. Like, it should be hard if it's that good. I agree. I, it should be way harder. Like, like, high school was high school was definitely harder than this. No. For me, at least. For you. For me, I think it was. Okay. Well, you talked about, you already brought up your mom. And you mentioned that this was the first mom or first movie your mom ever showed you, followed by a lot of her other favorite 80s yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. So then you also talked about it. Have, but have you and your mom always been tight? Because I know now you call her like every day either to complain or cry well, no, or whatever. Multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. But were y'all always that tight? Or was it quarantine that changed it? Or what was that like? I don't really know. So like I've always like I've always I feel like talked to my mom. She's like she always says like oh I try to make it an environment where like you can come to me about anything, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't know. I grew up like my sister like I feel like the most crucial parts of my life it was just me and my mom like a lot of like high school I feel like my dad was like I grew up when I this is whole backstory growing up my dad went to school he was a paramedic he like had two jobs at one point mm. he's just, he's always been like not not there but just like working, working busy yeah. studying he's always been kind of like. So between my two parents, I've definitely been closer with my mom. Mm-hmm. And then, but like during high school, I think I was super isolated, did not really like with my parents. Like I was had the people at school, but like I didn't really talk to like my mom that much. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it was quarantine that did change it. Just mm. like being really only having her and then coming to college with that like I feel like had the quarantine not happened and we hadn't gone that close, I would not talk to my mom as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. But having that, like, such drastic change of I'm seeing my mom every single day, 24-7. Like, every minute only, of every only day. Only person that I'm seeing mm-hmm. to now being half the country away from her. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a major change. And I feel like if I am grateful that I have this relationship with my mom now. But, yeah. like, also it's made it 12,000 times harder just being so far from. I have no family here. So it's, yeah. like, just a lot harder. That's, it's interesting. I don't think, well, for my quarantine, um, my mom works from home um, three days out of the week. So she was already home. And then my dad worked for the city. And so he got to stay at home and he still got paid, like, his, he still got paid salary, Mm -hmm. even when he wasn't working. And then both my siblings were home. And that was really the last time that all of us were together Mm -hmm. because my brother goes to school in Berkeley, in California, and my sister goes to school in the Netherlands. And so we're never, ever really together. And I kind of wish I could have savored that more because I didn't really realize that, like, now, like, I just went home for Thanksgiving and I was the only kid. Yeah. And then, luckily, we'll all be together for Christmas this year. But besides that, like, this year, our five family, all five members of our family have only been together for one weekend. No, that's, it's hard. Like, when mm-hmm. everyone's so far, because my sister's in Arkansas and then my p- grandparents are in Kansas and then mm-hmm. my parents are in California. It's hard to, like, yeah. get everybody together. And expensive. Like it's no, expensive. It's it was like five hundred dollars for just my fight to go, and then like my dad's going separately, my mom's coming to Kansas separately. Like it's, it adds up. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
also to go back to your question about if i was close to my mom i completely forgot the fact that like my mom like she didn't go to college and so a lot of her like her jobs were kind of based on like how she could be there for us so at one point she like was a um like a library aide at like my elementary school and Mm. then when we my dad joined the military she started she completely did not work for the first half to take us me and my sister 30 minutes away to like a better school because she wanted us to go to a good school so when i was like until high school we were super close just forgot that she simply did not work so we could go to a good school but dude that's so sweet i my parents did like a similar thing which i didn't even know about until this past break but uh for our like christmas newsletter we do something that's kind of corny but i really like it it's called the orticio update where like each kid and like family member has like their own little paragraph Mm -hmm. it's like a summary of like all the things you've done that year and i really like it because like one you get to like brag about yourself to all your family but um i now have like a paragraph summary of my life from every single year which is so 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 cool to look back on and we were i had to write mine or like help my mom write it Mm -hmm. this past break whenever i was home and so we ended up like looking through all the past ones and like ones when I was like two or three and they like talk about the personality that I had, which obviously I have no idea about. It's so cute. And then like in one of the newsletters, it said how, um, after I was born, they, my parents flipped their schedules so that one of them was always home whenever, cause I was two. So one of them was always home. And I found out that my, my dad was a manager at Home Depot. And so he was working 11 hour shifts, five days a week. Mm -hmm. So 55 hours a week, which is crazy. And then my mom just made her schedule the exact opposite of his. So for like a year or two, my parents almost never saw each other except the weekends, just so they could like have one of us at home, which is so crazy. And then after that, whenever I got into like pre-K or like mm-hmm. daycare or whatever, my mom changed her work schedule from to 6.30 in the morning to 3 p.m. In, in the afternoon so she could be home whenever she needed to pick me up. Yeah. But she said that like, and I did not know any of this until like a week ago, that she had to wake up every morning at 5.30, 5.30 a.m. and then the real reason why we had bedtimes was because she could not physically stay up past 9 p.m. She was just ex- literally you, <laughs> but she was just too exhausted. And it's like crazy. I did not. I had no idea. It's, it was like so interesting to learn. It's crazy how like they like parents like obviously make a lot of sacrifices, but you don't like realize it or appreciate it till you're older and like old enough to realize the things that like they did. Yeah. Like she, my mom stopped working for like us to go to a good school. Like my dad mm-hmm. worked so much so we could afford to like live. Like it's just crazy to think about and i think i think it's crazy that like i mean a lot of the sacrifices aren't necessary like that's just something you have to do when you have a family and like one of my best friends from home he's having a baby it's due december 17th that's wild and it's like his life is going to change forever and like he's gonna have to make all these sacrifices it's fucking nuts i feel, I feel like i think about that every day that is like, wild like i can't have a kid right now <laughs> i can't right now unfortunately <laughs> i have to film booked a and busy <laughs> we have to talk about greece okay we talked about this before, but I have my own spiel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I, I've thought about for years. Okay. So, before I say anything, what are your feelings about Glee? Glee. Glee. I, I like it. You like it? I, me and my mom watched it a lot. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's a good. It's a good. Movie. You love it. Good show. More than like. More okay, yeah, I love it. You I, love it. I love it. Yeah, I we're do. gleeks. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're a bunch of gleeks. I am. I'm a gleek. Okay. Well, I think. I also very, very, very much enjoy the show. Um, I think that, and we obviously are both studying film, and we have taken media studies classes, whatever. I think give it mm, 
20 years for sure. I think to give it 10 years, they will be teaching about Glee in every TV media studies class. I feel like the way that I had to dance around the fact that I love Glee was should be like show enough that that's not going to happen. It, it's so culturally hated. It Okay. It's the Matthew Morrison effect. It is the Matthew Morrison effect. I wish... Ugh, that sucks. But here's here's why. I watched that show live. Mm-hmm, like, too. yeah, and a lot of people our age did, even though we were young. Yeah. Even though it was really not meant for no, us. No, absolutely not. But I watched it every week when it came out. Yeah. And truthfully, that was my first experience. Not experience. I didn't experience it. My first introduction, is a better word, to trans people, to a gay person, yeah. to an on-screen gay relationship, yeah. to an on-screen lesbian relationship. All these things that Glee did... I had never seen in real life and I had definitely never seen on screen. Yeah. And I think that like, although Matthew Morrison is a fucking weirdo and Leah Michelle doesn't know how to read and all this shit about Glee, I think that that was important, culturally important. No, and like, yeah. I think that that did a lot. Yeah. I didn't realize like at the time, like when I was watching it, like never, nothing ever really like seemed like, I don't know. Like, I grew up in a Christian household, but, like, mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about, like, oh, like, gay is not okay. Like, that was never a thing. Yeah. Like, and so when I was watching it, I just was like, oh, like, two people like each other. So, like, I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. But I think for people who, like, def- like grew up in a household where, like, that wasn't accepted, I think it's really important. I think it's important for everybody in general. Yeah. But, like, I think it's good to, like, have that, like, representation. So I do think it's a good show. And I never really thought about, like, the representation side of it, which is wild. Right. And then, like... Oh, what are what is their name? Oh, what is it? Um, the person that's saying, "If I were a boy" by Rihanna. What they look like? There, it was the trans person. Well, there were two, because then there was that one who, um, or there were two in Glee. I thought. Fuck, I haven't watched in a while. I don't know. But like the We perform- love Glee. <laughs> Gleeks as fuck. But like the performance of If I Were a Boy, that was like so powerful. And like that was on like cable TV streamed to millions of people every day when cable yeah. was still a thing. But like that's crazy. And then like seeing um like Blaine and Kurt's relationship like yeah. develop and Santana and Britney's relationship. But they also they also touched on. I do remember they did touch because I was about to say I wish I would have been old enough to be like on Twitter and like get kind of like the response Facebook like get the response of like critics because I feel like I never really heard anything that was like oh like this is wrong like I never really heard that. That's true. But I they did like acknowledge it because like um, Kurt Kurt's stepdad was Corey Monteith's dad I think. They were stepbrothers at one point. Yes, yes. And he was not a fan. He was homophobic at one point. But then he turned it around. I remember that was a plot. Kurt's dad? Which one? I think it was Cor- Corey Monty. I can't remember his real Corey Monty is Finn. Yeah, Finn. I think it was Finn's dad. The bald one. He's like bald. That's Kurt's dad. Okay. So Kurt's. Kurt's dad married Finn's mom. Okay. Kurt no, was- no, no. Yes, 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 yes. Kurt's dad was anti-Kurt. I think a little bit, yeah. He was homophobic for a little bit, but then mm-hmm. he like turned it around. I think Finn helped him like turn him around. Maybe, but isn't that better than depicting it just as no? Like, so I think that's yeah. what I, that's yeah, what yeah. I was agreeing. But like mm-hmm. I, that's the only like acknowledgement of like it not being accepted that I really saw. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
but I guess it's inspiring like if your parents like if you're in that situation you can hope to turn it around and I really think like that and that shit came out in like we were kids so it had to be yeah. like 20 2008 maybe I feel like it was like 10s, no 2010 like yeah 10, early 12. 2010s but like I don't I honestly don't even know if that shit would have flew if it wasn't a musical show because if it was yeah, just no, a, yeah my mom watched it for the music my exactly mom did not care about any of the plot lines actually because that's what my parents did they're like oh good good covers like yeah. we'll still listen to glee class in the car yeah no but like i think that they were able to like not sneak in but like because it was a musical yeah they were able to explore all these themes whenever there was still a big musical number at the end where everyone could enjoy yeah because well that's what like was it on abc nbc is it nbc i think so I don't know. All I know is a lot of like musical shows, like that's like what like parents watch. So like like yeah. American Idol, like that was a core show for my family growing up. Mm-hmm. The Voice, Same. like you're getting that mixture of like a soap opera, but also the musical yeah. aspect. It's the perfect like combination for cable TV, especially during that era. And the music was great. It was good. It's so good. There, not the, the Matthew Morrison stuff. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Greece, because I don't agree with that. But there are some songs that I feel like I would prefer to listen to the Glee version than the original. Oh, yeah. For sure. And the mashups? Oh. The mashups? Yeah. The yeah. Someone Like You Rumor Has It One? ST. All of their, so like, good. their final performances, you know what I mean? Like, when they went to, like, mm-hmm. what was it? Like, state? Whatever. Like, <laughs> their Regionals. Final. Regionals. <laughs> Regionals. Yeah, Regionals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always. And, like, the Blaine School there. Like, the Warblers. The Warblers. I forget the actual school name. Me too, but they were like that private school. And Grant Gustin was there. He's sexy. He's sexy. What uh, there was? Uh, what are other good performances? I'm trying to think. Defying Gravity was great. Of course, it was Wicked. Of course, so it had to be good. Never seen Wicked. I haven't seen Wicked either, but I like <laughs> all the music, and also Kansas represent. True. I don't think I can name a single other song besides Defying Gravity. Um, popular song. You know one popular oh no i thought you were saying a popular popular. Song? no i don't okay, know okay well it's a good song <laughs> hmm i should probably watch it okay so we've talked about this too the film is a musical filled with super fun dance numbers i know that you did dance or i knew you did dance i did not know you did dance for 17 years until you told me the other day um i know that every time we're at a bar or a party you're going to dance there's one thing about you you're going to dance so how did dance how big of dance how big of your childhood was dance? How big a part of your childhood was dance? So, like, growing up, like, I, it was de- I definitely never took it seriously. Like, I did, like, hmm. ballet. I did, like, jazz, hip-hop, tap. I did everything, but it was, like, I was doing it for funsies, like, a little weekly activity. And then once I went into high, like, middle school, I s- stopped doing studio, and which is, like, more like the ballet style. And went yeah. to, um, I joined my middle school dance team. And that was, like, jazz and, like, hip-hop. And I was, like, ooh, kind of fun. And then I moved to Texas, stopped dancing, period, and then found a studio because I, like, I missed it. But, like, mm-hmm. the dance team, Texas dance is weird. Let's, no offense if anybody is a Texas dance team person. How? They're all, like, kick lines, which I had never seen oh, in my life, actually. That, that was sense. a little yeah. bizarre. And so once I started studio here, like, it really changed for me. Like, I was there four nights a week from 4 p.m. till 10 p.m. Like I stayed, I did ballet, I did hip hop, I did jazz, I did everything. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely like in high school, 
when I was here, which is what I needed because I did not have a ton of Texas friends. So like having that whole different community where I did not go to school with these people, they were like a little like dance family. We had all of that in common. And like, so that was like a big part. Once I hit high school, like I would go and I would teach or I would assistant mm-hmm. teach. And then like, I thought I was going to major in it at one yeah. point. I was, when I came here, I thought I missed the auditions. And so I was going to pick it up a uh, sophomore year didn't do that and i but i miss it so much so i feel like i'm probably gonna start again soon Mm -hmm. because two summers ago i taught hip-hop and it was so fun it was the most fun actually Hmm. i love i love i love dancing (laughs) you love dancing i'm a little (laughs) hip-hopper i think it's funny because like i thought about this a lot of as in like when you're a parent whenever that might be what do you think you're gonna force your kids to do and i think i'm gonna make my kids dance I'm putting, I don't care who my kids are, what they want to do. They will be dancing. Yeah. Because like growing up, I did, I did sports. I played basketball, football, soccer, track. I did film. I did speech and debate um, and tennis. I did a couple other shit, but in Taekwondo. But I think I am not going to make my kid do sports. If they want to, that'd be great. I'd love to like support them. I'd love to see them play sports. But I would much rather them do dance or theater. I might force my kids into theater. That's a choice. You wouldn't do it? Not theater. Why? Mm. You don't wish you did theater? No. No? No, I think I'm okay, actually. I, I think that's one of my biggest regrets of my life. I think dance is not doing theater. I think dance is a good way to like put them into like the performance. I, I think you need like I think I'm as outgoing as I am and like because I don't I'm not, I don't have like stage fright or anything because I grew up performing. Like mm-hmm. I love performing. And so like that, I think it's good. Like put your kids in dance so they'll become outgoing. Mm-hmm. But theater, I don't think you, like, you, you're playing a character, not even really yourself. So like, what are you gaining? I think you're gaining a lot of things. One, you're overcoming the stage fright. So you, and I think that also comes with like public speaking skills mm-hmm. because more than dance, you're actually speaking on a stage. Mm-hmm. So it gives you those skills that are so important and it breaks you out of your shell. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing to go up and act. Yeah. So I think it does a lot for your like your mental, as in like you're able to do these things yeah. now that most people are afraid of. And three, this is cringy a little bit, but like I think, I think that like if you're playing a character, you have to put yourself in their shoes and understand why they feel this way, or like if this happened to you, why would how would you feel? Like you have to act truthfully in made yeah. up situations and so i think in some form it's like teaching little kids what empathy is like how to understand yeah. how other people are feeling and i think that's important if my kid wants to do theater i'm not gonna not let them but You're i'm not just gonna not gonna, gonna make them, them no as dance i just I, i'm i'm gonna be a dance mom unfortunately mm, yeah i think i would really fit the role well when you okay when you think about parenting yeah where do you see it what do you mean like, do you see it in Texas? Do you see it in Kansas? Oh, absolutely. I, no, absolutely not either of those. I want to be in a suburb of California or like Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm working in New York, I want to live in New Jersey on a beach. On a New Jersey beach? A beach is a beach. Mm, a little beach house? Beach. A little beach house moment? That'd be cute. Don't let the kids in the water if it's New Jersey. Yeah. Probably or- but I, I grew up in Mississippi <laughs> and that was on a beach. You just don't touch the water because the oil spill. Yeah. Black, black water. Not. The sand was pretty, though. You see yourself grow 
You want to grow? You want your kids to grow up in suburbs? I don't want them to be in a big city. No. No. I do. Mm-mm. I want my kids to grow up in a big city. Have you seen Girl Meets World? No. Mm, well, they ride subways and get into some trouble in the city. Well, I got into some fucking trouble working or living in the suburbs. Yeah. It'll happen anywhere. Yeah, but it's less. Mm. Listen, I support you on that journey. I just will not be there. I don't know. There's so much. I think there's so much more culture and art. Well, in the yeah, city. I think it depends on the like the suburb you're in. Like, I don't want my kids to be in like. I, that's why I would never go back to Kansas because there's no culture. There is no like diversity. Like, there's nothing that like. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like. I feel like even like a suburb in Mississippi, like there's more diversity. Like, I just think depending on where you're at, like a suburb is different than like what you think of like white picket fans, like all the houses well, yeah. being the same. So like, I definitely want it to be somewhere. And I feel like Los Angeles, like the suburbs of Los Angeles are super diverse. I feel like big cities like that, I feel like diversity is easier to find, which is important to me to, if I'm, I don't want my kids to move around like I did. Mm-hmm. I'd hate that. But I want them to still have like the opportunity to meet people that, aren't like them because growing up in kansas i didn't have that and that's why i think i would be a really awful person if i did not move you must also be envisioning yourself as a rich mom um la suburb mom listen you gotta be banging i will be marrying rich okay i I we're film majors i know i know my (laughs) path and it will not be Mm -hmm. rich but if my well homeboy right now at ut i don't think he's that rich mr baldy Oh, <laughs> like, who are we talking about? He may be. I don't think so. Well, I don't plan on marrying him. No? No, I realize that just it's Just a little fling? No, I just realized... I think I might be over him, actually. Really? Congratulations. Yeah, he is my... <laughs> so You're what? My lecturer. So I can't... I realize that, unfortunately, that's probably not allowed. Also, he is 30, and I am 20. And I feel like... I would not like I if my if my daughter were trying to marry someone ten years younger than them I would not want or older I would not want that for them. You don't have to marry him now. I mean, thirty to twenty is a lot, but fifty to forty. I still want to marry rich. Yeah. A neurosurgeon. Ugh. Do you, okay. Do you think you could ever marry someone in your same field? Yeah. I know yeah. We, we we've talked about this before. We? You, you can't. You I don't said think no. I can. Why? Because you're competitive. No, not even just. You that. want to be better than them? No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. But I think it would just be like, I would be so fr- afraid of like if one person is vastly more successful that the other person, would, because you work in the same industry, the other person would be labeled as this person's partner. I don't know. And I think that's so shitty. It's like I, I think if you marry someone in the same field as you, you run the risk of being connected too much. I don't know. I think it kind of depends. Like, I would give up my career for if I really loved somebody. So I feel like I would be okay with, like, I'm super passionate about what I want to do. But, like, I would also, like, I don't care enough about film. If I truly love somebody and they're a film major, I'm not going to be like, sorry, no. Well, yeah. I don't want to be your wife because I don't want to be called your wife. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I wouldn't do that either. Like, but I, just think, I think ideally we would not be in the same field. Ideally. Yes. Are you really still thinking it matters? I don't really care. I can't believe you'd be willing to give up your career for a man. Not for, not, don't say it like that. Okay, for no, true love. The, yeah, for don't say love. it like for a man. Like, or I woman. just, I, <laughs> for, it would be for a man, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, I, I don't know. I don't think I care enough about, like, I 
don't I don't know I'm ambitious but not ambitious enough to be like uh like I don't want to be connected I don't know I'm not that competitive I guess when it comes to like my career hmm. however throw me on the dance floor and I will be competitive see like if it mm. were like that your husband ain't gonna be there to dance with you no, no but I want him to dance like I don't want him to of be course. like oh it's weird like no it's not yeah it's fun well do you want okay because I think some of this is really cringy but some of it is really great okay um do you want like a dance number at your wedding? Like where I dance? Either like, cause I've seen ones where like the groom is the man. Yeah. Yeah. The groom will like him and his groomsmen will like plan a whole dance. And some of them are really great. Some of them are fucking awful. And I've seen some where like, instead of like a classic first dance, it's like the groom and the bride with some choreographed shit. I don't want to choreograph anything. I just want to mm-hmm. freestyle. I feel mm. like I'm on my best when I freestyle. Just freestyle? Yeah. Everyone else clear out? Uh, well, yeah. I'm, I need a spotlight. Like, okay. I, I still need it to be about me. It's my wedding. But like... So that's what you want at your wedding? Just a freestyle dance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What about a dance off? Competition maybe? Like me and my husband? No, like everybody. Like winner gets a prize? Who am I competing against? Is it, is it me competing? Yeah, you competing. Mm, no. No? It's my, it's my special day. <laughs> I need it to be about me. You can still win. I, I break it. Or you just gotta be the best. Oh, so I will win. Train. Anyway. You know? I don't need to train. You mm. said that you've seen it. You're already the best. Really good. <laughs> okay. Okay, we've already touched on this too. But this film has a scene where they have a bonfire pep rally. Yeah. And we talked about how our high schools were different than that. What was the culture of your high school? Especially because it was like so small and people were moving around. What was it like? Because I'm sure it was a lot different than mine. My Texas high school? Yes, your Texas high okay. school. Okay. So, yeah, it was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super, like, like our pep rallies. It was one side of the football, of the, I mean, the basketball. What was court. Court, yep. Like, the stands. That fit the entire school. One half of the, and the bleachers, it was, like, four levels. Like, it was mm-hmm. not, like, high bleachers. It was a very small a stadium. Oh, what is it called? A court? Court. Yeah, and so it Gym. was super small and, like, Compared to, like, my Mississippi school, like, the pep rallies were super weird. Like, they, the cheerleaders came out, did, like, a cheer. The dancers came out, did a dance, and then they go, like, did, like, a like a yell. Like, who yells the loudest? And then yeah. it ended. And it's, like, all 25 seniors yelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. No, actually. But it was super, like, I feel like there wasn't super, like, school spirit. Like, there was, like, spirit week. And, like, we did, like, mums and, like, Texas things. Yeah. But, like, I, w- I don't think it was super, like. Let's go. Let's go, Rohawks. We were the Rohawks. A hawk on a rocket. A hawk on a rocket? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why we had no school spirit. I don't know. That, that simply don't make no sense. Rohawk sounds pretty cool to me. Rohawk sounds cooler than owls. We were Woo-hoo. the mighty owls. <laughs> okay. High School Owls. I will say that's not very, like, scary. It's because we were the IB school, so we oh, were wise. So you were smart, yeah. Mm-hmm. I we gotcha. were the smart school. So that's, that's, that's funny. Yeah, the owls. Mm-hmm. But like we we had like fun pep rallies, mm-hmm. and our step team was like during my time in high school they were like number one in the nation. So is and your, what's your step team? You don't know what step like dance step step. I've never heard that step. You never heard of step team? The ham boning. No. Huh? Was <laughs> like. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're dancing and shit. Yeah. You have one of those? Yeah. We had the best one in the nation. Okay, slay. But they were really good. And they would, like, it would be, like, 
the cheer team would come out and be like, yeah. And then, like, the drill team would come out and be like, yeah. And the step team would come out and be like, oh, shit. And, like, yeah. everyone would be going crazy. They would, like, death drop every performance. It was so much fun. That was always they were my so dream. good. That was my to dream. To death drop from the whole school. Oh, yeah. No. my So my dance team in Mississippi, we were, like, we did a lot of hip hop. Uh-huh. And, like, that was, like, we got the crowd going. But yeah. My, like, even, like, my middle school dance team when we did hip hop, it was super not good. And. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know. I always wanted more. And there was a there was a show on TLC that was about dancing, like that style of dance. My mom was always like, you should do that. You'd be a star. There were no white people on our team. Yeah, that's typically how like that style of dance mm-hmm. is. I don't know if you really would have. I think I could have shown up and performed. True. People wouldn't have expected you. I would have gone off, actually. Yeah. I miss performing. I don't know. I do too. I don't, it's weird. Like, I, if I'm in like a group of people, I don't need attention, but I certainly do love it. Oh hell yeah! I'm a whore <laughs> for it. I'm, everyone knows. But I don't like want attention of like me talking. I just want people to stand around and watch me dance. Yeah, dude. I I really do. I was gonna say performing. Maybe it's just attention. But like, as in like, in basketball, I liked the idea of like my friends coming out and supporting me and like watching me play. And like in speech and debate, like doing performing a speech or a monologue in front of a whole classroom or a whole group. I loved that. And I feel like I've had no true outlets of performance in college. Yeah, I, de- I, th- I definitely miss that. I think I like I don't get like the like same. I don't know. Like what's the word? Like gratitude, like not gratitude, but like I don't feel the same. Like I don't care if people listen to me talk. Like I don't need to make like listen to people. I don't need to have people listening to me. Yeah. But I do really think I get a lot out of performing, and so I miss that a lot. Like I don't, I could sit around silent all day. I like talking, but I could sit around silent and not care. Like I don't yeah. need people to hear me. I do need them to see me death drop. You should just start doing that wherever you go. Just walk in, no words. Yeah, just go into a big auditorium, do it. Yeah. See how many claps you get. Walk out. Be mysterious. <laughs> mysterious. Yeah, yeah, I think I think people would love it. I think so. Yeah. Put it on my list of things to do. <laughs> I, I fucking I'm I'm in an acting class right now, mm-hmm. and we had a monologue, and so I got to perform that, and that was great. But my class was only like twelve people, which kind of sucked because yeah. I wanted to like do it in front of everybody. Yeah. And I tried to take dance next semester, but I didn't yeah. get in because it was closed. I know I wanted to take a dance class like at UT, so I don't have to pay for it. Like mm-hmm. actually pay for it because like this is would be school, but I mean, you made me nervous. Like I'm worried I'm not gonna get in. I don't know though. I feel like they might be. Maybe you'll just enjoy it no matter what. But they're gonna be like beginner for you. True. No, I'll enjoy it no matter what though. No matter what, just yeah. moving. What if I walk in and like they tell me no? I'm like no, you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. No. You let me go to the no. next class. <laughs> yeah. Let me in. But you've had no. No interest in acting ever. No, because I know my strengths, and I know that's not one. Well, how do you know you're not a good actor if you haven't in my multi? Because we did, like, my multi-cam class, we do, like, some acting. But I just, I get the giggles too much, and I don't think anything, like, I can't be serious. But it's different when you're, like, when you're, like, actually acting. When it's, like, lines that you've memorized. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just never have had the drive to do it. I don't know. I really want to do it. And I wish I was better because I don't, I think being in this acting class did help me. Yeah. And I think I'm better now, but, um, I used to like act in short films in high school, like my own, obviously. But I think like soon, I think next semester when I'm less busy, I'm going to like put myself on backstage and like try yeah, to act in should. more short films because why not? But I think 
whenever I was younger, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be like an actor because they were the most famous. I did. I act always wanted to be famous in my church um, reenactment of Christmas a lot every year. Every so year. That's my only time I acted though. One time I was the main character in the adult play, not the kid play. In the adult play, they casted me as daughter number one. Is that really the main character if the name is daughter number one? I don't know what the name was, but like I just know that like it was a story about like a dad who was like an absent father and then like came around because of the Lord in uh, mm-hmm. Christmas. And then and I, your like, daughter number one. Yes. I didn't have any lines, I don't think. I just remember I was oh. building a snowman outside. Mm-hmm. So definitely the main character. It was well, no, they just talked about me a lot, but they're like, Who is she? Who is she? So and you were the focus of attention. Yeah. Just yeah. I didn't have a name. They didn't have like a face to the name till the end. Still number one. Still, I don't even know if I was. My sister might have been daughter number one. Okay, so maybe I was building a snowman, and then I ran up. I was like, "Dad, where's the stick?" or something like that. Like, (laughs) that was my line. So you were you were going to church like every weekend, huh? And Wednesdays. And Wednesdays and Sunday school. Not no. I went to to I went to church on Sunday, but not like the morning most of the time. Just Mm. the church on Sunday. Okay. And then because Sunday school was before regular church. And you went to church all of growing up? No. No? I went to church every single day of my life, basically, until I moved from... Kansas? Kansas. And then we went to Texas and went to church a couple of times, or Mississippi a couple of times, Texas a couple of times. Kind of fell out. I've been to church a few times here. It's cool. So you still are religious? I, it's become hard for me. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that like yeah. people who identify as Christian believe in, mm-hmm. like just like basic human rights. I mean, yeah. Like, it's makes it super hard. And I like I still like believe in God. Like I still like want to like have that because like I feel like it's like saved me from a lot. But at the same time, it's hard for me to find community in those people because like if I were to walk in and be like, who wants to go to a drag show tonight? Yeah. Like nobody would want to. I don't to. think and, that like, turn that exactly. And like I don't I don't know. It's just like. One of my two, like, some, like, my biggest interests, like, even, like, the dance community, it's super, like, welcoming and, like, mm-hmm. and anybody's welcome. It's super, like, diverse and, like, that dance and, like, drag and, like, stuff like that. Like, that's my passion. And, yeah. like, the film, like, the film industry is, like, my passion. And, like, it doesn't really correlate with, like, what a lot of, like, cri- people who identify as Christian believe in. But I still identify as a Christian, just, like, I can't really find community or it's hard to find community with mm-hmm. a lot of people who also and maybe that is because we're still like in the bible belt and we're still in the yeah. south like maybe you it, there are tons of those communities out there in no, and i met a lot other. of really great yeah. christians here who like aren't openly like awful yes, exactly like they could be privately but like that's also my thing like if you're gonna be awful do it privately i don't want to hear it i don't know i'm a big guy of if you're gonna be awful do it publicly so i know if you're awful or not oh true i guess you know yeah, I don't know. Don't be a closeted racist. Well, no, I don't. Well, I feel, yeah, I didn't mean racist. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah? I agree, but I don't know. I just think it's been hard to, like, find community, but there have been really great people here. And mm-hmm. I think Austin is so different from any other place that I've been that, like, there are still people who I'm like, mm, but then there's also, like, people who, like, seem so welcoming and so, like, and that's how it should be. Yeah. They say, love thy neighbor, mm-hmm. and people forget that. I'd be loving my neighbors. Yeah. Dot the com. ones right next door. What? Huh? What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> that was rude. I, I, I can't say I'm religious now, but I definitely, well, I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so I was 
we didn't go to church every week because mm-hmm. my dad would go to Filipino mass and so we wouldn't understand shit anyways. But we went to Sunday school mm-hmm. every single week. Um, and my, my grandparents are all super Catholic. Both sides of my family are very Catholic. Um, and so we would go to church all the time. And I just never really connected with mm-hmm. it. Um, and maybe it was because the ma- it was mass, yeah. not church. So it was so strict. I never really got into it. But I always did. I liked the idea of that community. Yeah. And like I correlated like christianity and religion in general to being like a good person yeah and it's like i would assume like this was like naive me in like middle school early high school it's like if someone had a bible verse in their bio like oh they must be nice because they're a sister of christ or whatever um but so i stopped going to church in like in middle school sometime mm-hmm. and then freshman year of high school i started going with my dad again mm-hmm. and i tried it i like i wanted to and i just couldn't really get down with it but then when i got my license I went to a Methodist church yeah, by myself because um, my friend used to go there and like his mom was like involved with it. So I went there and that was like fun. And then I went for like months and months, but then all I realized all it was to me was fun. Like I like listening to the music, but I wasn't like connecting yeah. and I wasn't like believing yeah. honestly. And so then I was like, okay, I'm in it for the wrong reasons. So then I just stopped. Yeah. But I think it, I don't know. It was always interesting to me of like, the the comparison of like how much i actually believe versus how much i just wanted to be a part of it because i thought it looked cool yeah i think a lot of like people have that same belief like oh they're a good person if they're christian i feel like that's what a lot of christians believe is like oh we are better because we are christian and i don't agree with that at all i think you could be a great person and not have any belief have a different belief yeah i think that shouldn't really matter but like i also like feel like when i was younger i definitely like was really invested in it and like because I went all the time, like, yeah. I think I, I don't know, I miss the feeling that I felt then, because I feel like I don't have that as much now. Like, when I go, it's kind of like, just feeling it, but not really, and then dipping. Yeah. I think it was funny, because, like, I went to, like, a GT school, like, elementary school, like, gifted and talented. Oh, okay. So I was in, like, the smart class or whatever. Mm, but, the smart class. But, like, I remember, like, going to, like, Sunday school and being in, like, second grade, and like kids didn't know how to read yet and i was like this is crazy and it, i didn't correlate it at all to the church like whatever but it was like it was a place because that was before i was into sports mm. and so like that was the first time i was like with other kids that like weren't on my level and it was so odd to me I'm not well, calling them dumb i was not gifted and talented so <laughs> but i, I just felt I'm like with, i'm with them part of my education was closeted just because i was in these specific yeah. classes where i wasn't like exposed to all these different people yeah and I did, like, get exposed to that at church, which yeah. was cool. Mm-hmm. And we, I went to the same, or I went to one church until, like, fifth grade, and then we changed churches. And I was so excited because I was like, cool, like, this church was so boring. But then it's just the Catholic church. This yeah. shit is so boring. That's why, I, like, a lot of my, in Mississippi, um, Catholicism is really, really big. Mm-hmm. And I, like, never, like, went. But, like, it was, I feel like it would be hard for me to, like, connect to it because I feel like the thing I liked about, like, my church is we were, like, basically non-denominational and so like you kind of have freedom to like yeah. pray how you want to pray like say like there's no like set like sayings or what like i don't know what they're called but like no set prayers that yeah. be, like that doesn't really happen and like i don't know i feel like it's a lot more just like you're kind of feeling it's more of like a real in my like catholicism like if you're catholic like great but like mm-hmm. for me i think the freedom to say what i want to say like when i want to say it how i want to say it like just the freedom to have like an open conversation i guess made it a lot more like god is a friend not like i don't know 
Yeah. It made it a lot more casual, I think, which made it easier for me to connect with it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I don't know. I think a part of me, well, no, I think honestly, I'd never believe, mm-hmm. but I tried to. Yeah. I, I, I remember being like eight and then like praying <laughs> and then like going back to bed and being like, that was silly. Like, oh my God. I was like that, like, cause I'd be like talking to him and shit, you know? And then I'd be like, what am I doing? Yeah. I just feel like I never had that like faith. Yeah. I never had it. I think, I don't know. My mom told me, I think, I hope I didn't make this up cause it's really funny. So I hope it's true. But do you, do you know the story of like the burning bush? Like a bush was on fire and it's like God talking through some, I don't know the story anymore, but there was a burning bush in the Bible. And mm-hmm. my mom told me that one time I lied. I think she, it, I, she didn't actually say this. This is humiliating because I've told people this mm-hmm. a lot, but apparently she found me outside talking to a bush, like my bush outside my house. Like I, God was talking to you. Like I, I thought I was talking to God via the bush. But the bush wasn't even burning. Nope. Just a bush. Mm. I thought I was talking to God through the bush. Maybe you were. <laughs> maybe it was a really special Pot- bush potentially <laughs> like yeah maybe okay well speaking about faith mm-hmm. and speaking about that is almost december mm-hmm. how long did you believe in santa claus okay because <laughs> I, I remember specifically when i stopped i can't send my mom this because she'll get mad at me but she, she thinks told- you still believe what because she thinks you still believe no but <laughs> she told me she's gonna say that she did not but i know for a fact she did because i remember it so vividly we were sitting in like the driveway of um like my like house in kansas Mm -hmm. and she told me that santa wasn't real because we were supposed to like be i feel like we were supposed to like move or something soon and so like i don't know but we moved in march i I just remember we were in the driveway she told you and she told me that and i was like and she told like she was like he's not real it's like that's how i remember her telling me but like i feel like we've talked about it before and she told me that's not how it happened but it was like fourth grade i feel like fourth grade how old are you in fourth grade 10 10 I think I was about the same age. I remember I learned from an episode of Everybody Hates Chris. Oh. And what the fuck? That show was like kind of for kids. Yeah. Why would they put that in there? How'd they, how'd they reveal it? It was like um, there was a closet full of toys oh. and they're all wrapped and they're set from Santa. Oh. And they're like, this isn't a Santa. But that was like how I figured it out. Yeah. But I was still, um, what is it called? I wasn't sure. Like you, you were just holding on for dear life. Yeah, maybe you I had, was. You had a death grip on the idea. Yeah, of I was Claus. optimistic. I was yeah. like, maybe he's still real. Yeah. But then I remember, I think this was like fourth grade. Maybe no, it had to be fourth grade because I wasn't in the states for fifth grade. Okay. My dad was like, "You want to go black Friday shopping with me?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to go black Friday shopping." And we go and we get this dope ass ping pong table. I'm like, "Oh sweet, my dad's getting this for my brother. Oh, oh yeah, it's from my dad." Yeah, yeah. And then we wake up on Christmas morning. And my brother's like, oh, my God, Santa got me a ping pong table. And, like, it's the tag is, like, from Santa. And I'm like. Some, the, the math ain't math. This is from Walmart. Not, my dad just bought this yesterday <laughs> or last month. But then I knew for sure. Yeah. But I think my sister believed until, like. Still to this day. Yeah, she's 18. <laughs> she still believes. I think she believes, like, until middle school. Like, mid-middle school. I kind of wish that I believed for that long. I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know. It's cute. I wish I still, like, I still believe. <laughs> I didn't care. I, it was getting the presents no matter what. I know, but it's just, I feel like that was, like, the first, like, because when you realize that, like, every, you realize everything's not real. Like, the Easter Bunny's not real. The Tooth Fairy's not real. Like, everything that you believed in, gone like that. 
I never believed in the Easter Bunny, but like my parents never tried to convince me like, there's an Easter Bunny. He's going to hide these oh, eggs. Oh, I, I believed in the Easter oh, Bunny. That was never like part of it for us. I love the Easter Bunny. The I did fairy? believe in the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. But then I remember one time I was, I was like asleep. Yeah. I wasn't asleep because I wanted to see him. And then I saw my mom. Oh. But I was like, fuck, I'm going to lose so many more teeth. I don't want her to find out. I yeah. still have the money. So I just act like I didn't see her. Hmm. And I still would get, what would you get? I would get like a dollar. A dollar, yeah. Yeah, a dollar. Do Never you? more. Yeah. No. I wish more. Rich. Uh, yeah. That's how you're going to be. Yeah. I'm going to get $20 suburbs. bills. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember when I lost my first tooth, how I lost it. How? It was in the Apple taste test in first grade. It was like Granny Smith, Fiji, Red Delicious, all those. And I don't know how they let us do this, but like in my elementary school, they just had the apples and you would just take a bite and put it back. Mm. And everyone else would be taking bites from the same apple, which is gross and crazy. But bit. I remember I binge the apple. Ew. No. Come out. And no. There's a tooth in there. Disgusting. Yeah. You ruined the game. You actually I know. canceled the game. I wish I remember which apple it was. That's actually disgusting, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> I didn't choose... Okay, I'm tooth. just saying you could have done it in a better way. Could I? I guess you're right. I remember I pulled out the most of the rest. Because I hated yeah. the feeling of them being like, oh, no, I, oh my oh, god, it makes me queasy. Why would you bring that up right now? That's oh, the worst and you like move feeling. with your tongue? Oh my god. Mm, I hate that actually. No. You know, uh fuck, who's telling me this? I forget. Someone just told me that their brother was born with a tooth. In the roof of their mouth. Like right here. Yeah. And they had to get it removed. I didn't know humans did that. Me either. I didn't know that was a thing did that happened. you have wisdom teeth? I have zero. Me too. Really? <laughs> we We're lucky, dude. Fuck yeah. We absorb the wisdom. I kind of, for the attention, I kind of wish I could go through the surgery. No, I don't, actually. And I want to do a funny video. We're better than everybody else because we evolved correctly. Yeah, we evolved without the wisdom teeth. No, we, no because like, we don't need you them. don't need them. And so yeah, we, you don't our bodies knew. We're like, no. Mm-hmm. I remember my, my brother, uh, he had all four, which it's sucks. Not. But like our insurance only let him do two at a time. And so, what? yeah. So <laughs> he, yeah. So he got his first two out and he was like, fuck that. I'm living the rest of my life with these other two because like the recovery from yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, crazy. Like my sister had two. I can't believe that's a thing. They would make you do it twice. Or maybe, maybe it was like the end of the year and so like our copay had ran out. And so we could only do a certain amount. That is so sad. I know. <laughs> that sucks. Does he still have two or no? Yes. He never got the other ones out. Oh, okay. He still has them. But also, why do you have to get them out? Because they push, your, they push your teeth in and they, you, like, they crowd your mouth. 100%? I mean, I'm not, I'm not a dentist, but I think that's a thing. But I thought it's like a preventative surgery. Preventing what? Or not, it's proactive. Or no, no, no. It's like possible. As in, like, it might not do anything, but it's still probably be better, probably be best for you to take them out. Or am I tripping? I don't think... Is that not true? I don't know. I don't know much about that, actually. Me either. You know what you also don't need? Hmm? You know, we have a lot of organs that I think we just need to actually not have. Like what? Appendix, gallbladder, kidney. You only need one of those. We Actually, let's have both kidneys. But gallbladder, appendix, um, tonsils, adenoids... Why do we have them if we don't need them? I couldn't even place where those are. I've had three of the four removed. So why why did I grow them in you the first place? You got your gallbladder removed? No. Oh, the Appendix, other ones? Mm -hmm. tonsils, adenoids. Twice they grew back. Wait, what does the gallbladder do? 
nothing nothing we don't need it so nothing i remember when i was little my mom got like gallbladder stones is that a thing yeah uh, yeah so all they do is cause you pain so why do we have so much pain like i had to go to the hospital and i was like freaking out but she's like oh no it's just these things that don't really do anything you just take them out no but that surgery is intense like my appendix i was out for the count that was in like may yeah i was that was like not long ago no i it was i would never wish that upon my worst enemy really it was the most painful thing i've ever experienced in my life Damn. and now i have really weird scars mm-hmm. so where is your appendix like here it's right over here which is interesting that i don't even have a scar over there you don't no they have one there one there and one right beneath my belly button they went like this three three needles microscopically brought it over and yanked it out you're telling me like i didn't have to go through it you make that face but i experienced it well, you didn't have to see it i wanted to ask for, for the it count. i wanted to ask for it but my, <laughs> my dad told me that was weird that is weird like in a jar yeah Ew. Mm-hmm. no a fun no. like de- decoration <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i'm terrified of getting what kidney stones oh yeah um no i i heard that sweet tea causes it do you drink sweet tea all the time are you serious <laughs> i'm dead ass serious i think it's like what a sh- that's sugar. not true oh i think it has to do with sugar consumption well then coke would do it too like it wouldn't just well, be i sweet don't tea. drink that either i do but dude fuck that you know how kidney stones are emitted via the pee yes yeah i know it's bad for guys oh no i can't imagine that get them all the time i think at one point you had to get surgery or something because one was so big who my great grandpa oh my god yeah that's terrible i know Ugh, I've only had one surgery ever. I've had so many. And mine was bitchy what was yours? as fuck. Where or when? What for what? Oh, um, my freshman year of high school, I used to wear these basketball shoes that were too small, and so my did we have the same? My nail was like drilled. <laughs> yeah, did and you got get the toenail surgery? Yeah, and you got the shot on your big toe. I was a big toe. I I've had yes, I've had. Cause dancing. Yes, three three big toe surgeries and one they actually had to put three me out. big toe surgeries. One they had to put me out and put acid in my toes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I had tonsils and adenoids, twice. You're just not lucky. Uh, appendix, everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, I had what's what's the ear ones where they put tubes in ear tubes. Ear surgery. Ear tubes. Oh, I don't know. I got really bad ear infections. Ooh. I don't need more. Gross. Yeah. Gross roller. <laughs> Dude, I remember like when I got that toe surgery, my dad was like filming it. Did you get put to sleep? No. The first two, I didn't either. And then the last one, I was like, I can't do it again. Dude, and that shot fucking hurt. No, I know. Right? It, the shot oh, hurt. That was very painful. Yeah. But that's why I was like, the last one, I was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> put mm-hmm. me out. Put me out. But I remember like they were like, gave me the shot and my dad was like recording them, like taking that shit out. And I was like, why are you recording? He's like, oh, you're going to want to see this. I used to do, like, you know how they, like, pulled the whole nail out, like, that side part, like, out of the skin? Mm-hmm. My dad used to do that to me all the time, just, like, because I would get them so often. Oh. And I was like, he finally was like, okay, like, let's take her somewhere and get it, like, professionally done so, like, it won't grow back. And then it kept growing back because they didn't put the acid in it. They didn't even tell me acid was an option the first two times. Mm-hmm. They were just stabbing me and then said... Let's offer her a more permanent solution for the third time. What do you mean your dad would do it for you? Like he would just, no shot or anything, would just pull out the oh. nail. Yeah. All the time, actually. That had to hurt, too. jazz shoes, like they squeeze. Yeah. Leather. That's how mine were. Because I had these Kobe's that I thought were the cleanest shoes in the world, but they were one size too small. And then I wore them for a whole you year. You had to squeeze into them for the had yeah, to. For the and style. so my toe was like 
the whole thing was black. Yeah. It was gross. Ew, black? Mine didn't turn black. Mine just got really red and like. Oh no. Kind of pustules. This was like <laughs> this whole thing was black. Did your nail just die? Well, no. It was because like it would bleed. Oh. Uh, and then get under yeah, it, and yeah. then it was really only like this part, you know, oh, like the yeah. side. But then yeah. the blood would spread. Hmm. So the whole thing was. Yeah, just, no. Like, mine gross. just had a lot of pus and. Ugh. Mine wasn't pussy. <laughs> so pussy. <laughs> mine was pus free <laughs> at least. Mine was so pussy, unfortunately. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, on the pus note, um, I think that's a great way to end this. Yeah. Um, so, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. It was so much fun. Um, thanks for listening. If anyone is listening. Um, and happy holidays. I don't know when you're going to listen to this. But happy holidays to everybody who celebrates any holiday ever. Um, again, I'm your host. Thank you for watching. And have a great rest of your day.